In the name of God, the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So Thursday, Thursday was the Feast of the Ascension. This is really one of the great feasts of the Christian year. It's a little bit of a, a problem for us um, when these great moments that celebrate the chapters of our redemption, when they fall on a weekday, it's really hard for us to come out and really celebrate them as we, as we, as we really should. So I want to talk a little bit about the, the, the ascension. It's worth us contemplating the ascension a little bit. Notice that the ascension when we, is one of the three things that we invoke when the Eucharistic prayer is prayed. We thank Thee, O Lord, for the, the death, the resurrection, and the glorious ascension, and the innumerable benefits procured unto us by the same. The same. What's the same? the death, the resurrection, and the ascension. Um, we have in the church calendar and we have in the liturgy these days that are devoted to moments in the story of our redemption, but it's one story. They're devoted to moments in the life of Christ as He comes to save us, but it's the one Christ who saves us. Who saves us? The incarnate one. The love of God become flesh, become a human, fully human, fully divine, fully human. The only begotten Son of God become flesh for our sake. Who is, who, who lives our life, who teaches us, who brings healing to light, who casts out the evil spirit, who dies for us, who rises again, and who ascends and who sends forth His Spirit upon the church and will come again in great glory to perfect the plan of salvation. And the, it's, it's, these, are, these are moments that we can distinguish, but we can't separate. They're, they're, they're all part of the one thing. So the ascension is a very, very important thing. First of all, it is the coronation of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the resurrection is not about the Christian idea about the afterlife. It's, it does give us hope in that the Lord has been raised and death is not the final word. It gives us hope that death will not be the final word for us. But it's no uh, sort of story that's a merely personal story. It's a story about the whole cosmos. It's a proclamation about the whole cosmos. And one of the things that the ascension is, is that it is fundamentally a political assertion. The ascension is about the world's true governance. It's about who's in charge. Look over the high altar of the cathedral. There you see him. Fully God, fully human, crucified for our sake, risen from the dead, ascended to the right hand of power, coming again as the judge to make all things new and perfect. Um, what does it mean to say that Jesus ascends and He sits down at the right hand of the right hand of the Father? The right hand is the hand of authority. It's the hand of power. Everything the Father does, uh, St. Irenaeus says, He does through His two hands through the Son, through the only begotten Son who has become flesh in Jesus Christ the Lord, and through the Holy Spirit. 
How does, he, how does the Father make things? He makes them through His eternal Word of love and by the power of the Holy Spirit. How does He save us? He saves us through His eternal Word of love and by the power of the Holy Spirit. How shall He bring us back from the far country? He shall bring us back from the far country through His only begotten Son and in the power of the Holy Spirit. How shall He cleanse and make all things new? He shall do it through the power right, through the, through, the, through the right hand, through the governance of His only begotten Son and in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the ascension, Jesus Christ is revealed to us, the faithful, as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Whatever government exists, exists under His authority. I said on, on Thursday night that when the Queen of England uh, is in, is receives her crown. Before she receives her crown, she gets down on her knees and prays to God Almighty because it is the Lord Jesus Christ who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And all regency is under His regency, and all regency is judged by His regency. And in the end, there will be no other regency than His regency, and even now it manifests itself. And so, uh, the, the, the Ascension tells us who's really in charge of the world, and that tyrants may have their day, but it will not last forever. We know how the story ends. We know how the story ends. I said this Thursday night, I'll say it again. A lot of people are afraid now. There are books that are being written about the rhetoric of fear, you know, that the, 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 you know, they're starting to get… Um, uh, New York Times bestsellers now written about uh, living in a culture of fear and things like that. I know a lot of young people are really terrified by the prospect of ecological disaster. And you hear things, you know, we've got 10 years or 12 years or whatever it is. Now, this is a very serious thing. The stewardship of the earth is a very serious thing. It's a Christian duty, the stewardship of the earth. When I was a little boy, I grew up being afraid that the world was going to be destroyed by, by a nuclear um, uh, holocaust. And uh, my friends had, storm, had uh, bomb shelters. We used to play in them. We didn't have really a bomb shelter because my father worked for the Department of Defense and he knew it was pointless to have one. Yeah. Imagine if you, some of you, some of you, there's a few of us, maybe there, a few of you that may be old enough to have lived through World War II. What dark days those were. What dark days those were. Evil runs on, but it does not run on forever because the, because the cosmos has a true king, a true lord, a true regent, and he's in charge, and he's in charge of history, and he's working his secret purposes out, and he will bring them to perfection and fulfillment. And when the end comes, it will be God's end that comes. We do not grieve as those that have no hope. When someone dies, we do not grieve as those who have no hope. And when we confront chaos and evil and trouble and disaster in this life and in this world, we do not confront it um, as people who have no refuge and no hope other than human agency. We are not the only power at work in history. There is another power that indeed works through us, but is beyond us and above us, and He has got the whole world in His hands. He has got the whole world in His hands. 
and nothing that is ever done in the name of the Lord is ever done in vain. He has made promises and he has the power, he has the regency to accomplish his powers, to accomplish his promises. So the, the ascension is a very important political statement. It, 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 is, it is the brackets within which any political discussion takes place. And it is the, the hope that we have that the end of the story is not catastrophe, but eutastrophe, right? It's not, it's not, the end of the story is not utter destruction, but the completion of God's plan and the perfection of all things. When the crucified, risen, and ascended one comes again to gather up the whole creation, to finish its perfection, to cleanse it, and to make it new, and to present it as a bride without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And then God will be all in all. So it's a political thing, the ascension. It's very important in that respect. It also tells us something remarkable about our human nature, about the destiny of our human nature, and about the destiny of the whole created order. I think, um, uh, you know, you could get this wrong. You could see the incarnation as an episode in the life of Jesus. He comes down, he's incarnate, he takes on a human life, he does what he needs to do while he's in our human life, and then he kind of returns from whence he came, leaving behind our humanity. No, it's the crucified and it's the risen one who has ascended, bodily ascends. Right? He has irrevocably united himself with our humanity. What does it mean to be a true human being? Look at the one upon the throne. That's what it means to be a real human being. He has come down so that he might lift us up and make us like him. Now, we're not going to become the only begotten son of God, but we're going to become his adopted sons and daughters. We have done so already in our baptism. And even now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, right, through repentance and prayer, and receiving the sacraments and dwelling in the scriptures and in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, even now we're being transformed and transfigured. And our humanity, right, this, uh, this stuff, it's destined to be glorified, and the whole creation is destined to be glorified. Uh, he's ascended so that he can descend again and heavenize all things. So the ascension tells us about the destiny of our human nature and the destiny of the, of the cosmos. And lastly, it tells us something about the relationship between earth and heaven. You know, in the Bible, heaven is not far away. Heaven has doors. Jacob saw the doors of heaven open. Stephen saw the doors of heaven open. John on the island of Patmos saw the, uh, the doors of heaven open. And all of our worship is really based on John's revelation that he saw where he looked into heaven and saw the worship that was, that was going on there. When the Lord ascends, the doors of heaven opens. Now, when we have the Eucharist, I say lift up your hearts, and heaven is close, and the doors of heaven open. And we, we ascend and he descends. And this is a mystery that is done by the power of the Holy Spirit. But as the doors of heaven open, as the cloud falls upon us, the things of this world begin to shine with the light of the world to come, that bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ, and the people of God become transfigured and shine with the light of him who says, I am the light of the world. 
and we descend to take this light with us. And it's a down payment of the thing which will surely come, that the one who has ascended will come again to bring his light and his love and transfigure and transform all things and fulfill all the promises of God. Amen.